We got a fun episode today, really fun. We got Casey Dale joining us later in the episode, the I Eat Ass guy from Rough and Rowdy. If you're looking specifically for that interview, it's going to be around the five-minute mark of this episode. If you don't want to listen to anything else, just listen to him. That's fine. We don't care. Listens or listens at that point. But we'd like for you to stick around because tonight we're going to be talking about, uh, well, before we get to the interview, we're going to talk about the Mets selling the team, the Wilpon family selling the team. They're gone. Uh, we got rumors coming out of Cleveland concerning uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Uh, we have the NHL head coaching carousel continuing to spin. John Hines been fired as the head coach of the New Jersey Devils. We'll get to that. We got trade rumors in the NHL concerning uh, Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall and Shane Gossespierre of the Philadelphia Flyers. And then wrapping it all up, we got our picks for Week 14 of the NFL season uh, and our analysis for this week coming up. Uh, so let's get first into the Wilpons and the New York Mets. Uh, Zach, it's a shame, could not be here. It's a shame really John's not here either. Because the worst owner in Major League Baseball is about to negotiate a deal with uh, some billionaire. I don't know his name off the top of my head. Look it up. Who's buying the Mets? Cohen. It's Cohen, but I don't know his first name. Neither do I, but I know he was arrested for uh, insider trading. Insider trading. Well, that'll happen. So it's a business. The agreement is in the next five years he will gain the majority. Steve Cohen. Majority. Steve Cohen. The majority of the shares for the New York Mets. Thus making him the majority shareholder and having full control of the team. Now, Mets fans are excited because the Wilpons have notoriously not spent money on players in free agency. This is something that's just grown to be a fact for Mets fans. It's sad. We talked to Mets fans earlier in the season. Uh, at the beginning of the baseball season, they were a lot, you know, making fun of the ownership. They were also somewhat excited for the season, I think. Some of them. Well, yeah. I mean, it was early. There was still a lot of time to go. Some of them were also saying there's also next year. So, Well, yeah. I mean, that's the mentality of every Mets fan ever. <laughs> so, Zach, we'll be sure to get some kind of insight from Zach here for next episode. I, don't, I need an official word from Zach Riley. I, he said this is the happiest day of his life. Uh, and he's seen the Mets go to a World Series. Yeah. Not win one, but he saw them go. He saw the Giants win two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, and he has a niece. That was born. And this is the happiest day of his life. So, like a, a niece. Come on. What is a niece? Especially when Damn, she's so a It's blood. So this, it's so this is just ranked one. I guess this is just ranked one. I mean, whether or not Zach's niece actually has six toes is beside the point, as Trish just mentioned. This is the happiest day of Zach's life. What, what, make those faces all you want. Zach's not going to listen to this. <laughs> Six Now, there are many points. Mets fans that believe this will then uh, bring them to contention, but it's going to take five years for the Wilpons to be fully out. And uh, Mets fans are willing to wait five years. I mean, they've waited for most of them their lifetime anyway. It's been. What if they win a World Series before the five years is up? That'd be something. Yeah. What is what is that? Like, what happens then? What can the fans well, say? Well, it's probably not because of the spending of money. It's probably because of your internal system. Like, look at all the good players. Alonzo. I mean, they just lost Wheeler to Philadelphia. Signed a $100 million contract today. And that news originally brought Zach down, but... It's already like Wheeler who? (laughs) Yeah. That's the feeling around City Field and Queens there and Mets Nation out there. Most of them are in hiding. But Zach Zach displays his colors proudly. Uh, He's been waiting for this now probably for about three to four years. He really hates the Wilpon family. Yeah. Well, wasn't he also saying he wanted to sacrifice the Wilpons uh, in the parking lot? No, he wanted to sacrifice Mickey Calloway. 
Oh, burn okay. him at the stake. Who is no longer the manager, which Zach wanted. They have Carlos Beltran now, even though there's an outside chance he could be suspended to start the season because of this whole Astro scandal. But, you know, Mets fans are happy. What are you drinking? What, what's wrong with you? Thirsty. Okay. Trish gets it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move to the interview, perhaps, of the year for us. Casey Dale, fresh off his win in Rough and Rowdy 10. Uh, notoriously known as the I Eat Ass guy. He's going to join us to talk about that. So we're going to move now to that interview. After that, we'll be talking football. We'll be talking Odell. We'll be talking hockey. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit NBA ratings. They're down as of late. So enjoy the interview. Casey Dale is joining us now on Too Many Men. And uh, Casey, you're coming off a victory in Rough and Rowdy 10. How you feeling? Uh, honestly, I'm feeling really good. Uh, the publicity is definitely a great thing. I got girls and guys hit me up to eat their ass on Instagram. Like, it's just been wild these past couple weeks. All right, we got to talk about this reputation you have here. You're the I eat ass guy. Like, yeah. there's, there's no other way to look at it now. You are the I eat ass guy. Now, ballpark, how much ass you got to eat to gain this reputation? Yo, uh, it's, it's been a couple booties for me. Uh, it's really on yourself to really determine that, but I don't know, maybe like a hundred. Jesus. So, so this is, this is a self-given name here. Uh, no, it's, it's actually been a thing, uh, since my junior year of college. Um, a couple of my friends, like close friend group, kind of what we said. And, uh, one of my last fights, I wrote it on my chest and I thought it was a good idea to continue the reputation because I won that fight. So... You know, if, if, if it works, you know, you don't want to fuck with it. Oh, yeah, you can't. So, you can't mess with it. So you fought in Rough and Rowdy 10. That was in Providence a few weeks ago. Uh, leading up to it, how, how did you get involved in it? Like, was, did, who approached you or did you approach them to be in this? Yeah, so uh, it, it was kind of weird. Um, one of my friends on Instagram posted, like, yo, Rough and Rowdy is coming to Providence and... Uh, I didn't really hear about it. Like, I, I knew it was, like, a bunch of, like, people fighting or whatever. Um, and I was like, yo, uh, are, are we allowed to sign up for this? Because we, we have, uh, like, actual MMA experience yeah. and, and uh, some training behind us. So uh, I signed up, you know, put, put in my info. And uh, I got a text back the next day, like, yo, do you want to meet up here, here, or here? I was like, all right, I guess I'll go to Foxborough, Bed Bath & Beyond. And uh, I knew I had to act a little crazy to to get some, like, views on Instagram and stuff. So I, I put on that cow costume, started acting, <laughs> acting out of pocket, you know? Yeah, you need that professional but, uh, wrestling mentality. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, crazy thing is, like, you know, um, obviously, like, a, a decent number of people, like, follow rough and rowdy i think like over 300k right yeah and uh you got some people in the comments you know like that's my first real experience with actually being promoted on something so i'm like reading the comments and people are like yo you're a disgrace to uri like like a whole bunch of shit and then and then after i won the fight like those same people started dming me like yo i saw you at the fight like follow me back and it's like uh 
like, what? So wait, 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 before you step in the ring, you got people telling you you're a disgrace to your own school for this? Hell yeah, yeah, because, uh, I mean, kind of makes sense. Like, I dressed up in a cow costume, and I was being a little goofy, like, on purpose, but, I don't know, you just don't need to hate on me like that. You don't know I mean, that, that's the brand, though. I mean, that's the promotion in Rough and Rowdy. Yep. Yeah, so I was feeding into it, and uh, some people just don't like that. So, day of the fight, day of the event, you know, it's a huge event that Barstool puts on. It's wildly successful. What's going through your head when you're going to the convention center in Providence? Like, what what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking Vicky. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, you know, she was bad. She was pretty cute. Uh, definitely can't complain about her. Uh, I talked to her a little bit, trying to flirt with her, you know. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I was just, like, really, really anxious that morning. Like, I went into work, and uh, I'm, I'm a software engineer, so I, I just sit at a desk and, and code, right? So this like, this is way different like, than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, my coworkers are like, dude, like, stop spinning in your chair. Like, you got to calm down. I was like, no, nah, like, <laughs> I'm going to fuck this kid up. Like, just wait, guys. Like, you, you, I'm going to go in there. I'm gonna fuck this kid up. You were you were so, amped up uh, probably the whole fucking day leading up to this. Hell yeah, I was so amped up. So like, I, I was excited. Like when when you get to fight, it's like a holiday. It's just a good time. <laughs> oh my god! So you said you were gonna fuck this kid up, and then you walked in there and you fucked the kid up. It wasn't even fucking close. You won, yeah. like pretty handedly. So you're, yep. you're fighting this guy. What's going through your head? You just thinking this is a total mismatch? I'm just beating the hell out of him? Um, no, I mean, like, we we kind of talked, like, a little bit before, uh, like, during the weigh-in and stuff. He told me, like, you know, like, I'm feeling confident, but, like, I'm kind of nervous to big crowds and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, why, why is he telling me this? And then, uh... Right, so we get like a, a little purse, like we get X amount of money if, yeah. if we go and fight. And I tried to like bully him. I was like, "Yo, if I beat you, I get your money, and uh, if you beat me, you get my money." He was like, "Oh no, like I'm actually donating my purse to uh, some some charity, you know?" Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like he, he's a good dude." So I told him I'd do the same. And uh, reached out to him. He, he never got back to me, but I'm um, still looking to donate to uh, that charity. But yeah, so, so he was just kind of like talking to me, being like a nice dude. So I was like, oh man, like texted one of my boys, and I was like, yeah, I really don't want to fight this kid. And then uh, maybe ten minutes before the fight, uh, a couple of a couple of the friends that that walked out with me, he was like, yo, him and his boys are talking shit, saying that he's gonna beat you up. So I was like, all right, it's on, like. <laughs> I'm just gonna go in there and fuck him up like I originally wanted to. So I was like, everything works out perfect, like great. So I was just like walked out, mean mugging, you know, like people trying yeah. to tap me up. Got to a couple of them, just like staring down that ring, getting ready. It was, it was a good feeling. So we we watched it on uh, television here, and we we saw the crowd was pretty, you know, they were wild. I, sizable, you could even say, too. How much you feeding off the crowd as you're walking into the ring, even when you're fighting? How much you feeding off of that? Because they were amped up. Yeah, they were definitely amped. Uh, I think 
I really think the the thing that really kind of sold the fight between me and that other guy was uh like our build. Like we are both pretty built, like attractive people. So uh, I think that was cool for a viewer to experience that. And uh, I hope the fight was entertaining too. But uh, as for the crowd, man, they were wild. They, uh, you saw in the, the promo, like, this bitch was yeah. flexing her titties, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yo, that shit was so crazy to me. Like, <laughs> you know how many people watch that and she's flashing her yeah, titties? I, like, and they kept like, putting what? the camera back on her after, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so everybody knows her by face. But, uh, yeah, the crowd was amazing. Um you know, actually, the the I guess one of the Patriots players went there. Really? Uh, like the center? Yeah. Jeez. And he's sitting like ringside, and after I beat that dude up, right? He was like looking at me like, "Oh, you're trash! Like you got nothing." So I was like trying to trying to egg him on, like get in there with me, like <laughs> come on, let's go. And uh, I, I don't know who the guy is, obviously. And I blow a kiss at the girl next to him, and, and he gets all mad. She starts laughing. And then uh, on my ass cheeks, right? On my ass cheeks. Uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone saw it, but I had eat me. I had eat me on my ass, right? So I mooned him. He was the first dude I mooned. So sick. Oh, man. Are you going to be heading back down to Rough and Rowdy 11 there, Super Bowl weekend? Yo, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping to, because uh, this fight, like, um, uh, it, it was more for me just to get back into the sport, like, get a fight, you know, a little, yeah. a little bit of publicity, because uh, I, I tore my shoulder, uh, like, maybe a year ago, so I haven't been training for, like, six to eight months, um, so yeah, I, I went into this fight, like, no training, so starting, like, Maybe Monday, I'm going to start doing boxing classes again and, and just go in beast mode. So You don't know how your shoulder's going to respond to it until you actually do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's good now. Uh, like, it, it's pretty strong. Can't, yeah. can't really complain. Opted out of surgery. I didn't want it. Like, still young. But, uh, yeah, if they get me on for rough and rowdy 11, I'm going to smash the next dude. There we go. <laughs> There we go. One more question here before I let you go. Uh, Casey Dale with us, the legendary I Eat Ass guy. How'd it go with you and the ring card girls down there? Or up there? Oh, man. Um, I was kind of hoping for more. Uh, You know, like, I got the picture with them. uh, You know, they were talking me up. But other than that, not not much with the, the ring girls, really really took off damn that's but, sucks. <laughs> but the instagram dms are crazy like i bet i've yeah i've hung out with like maybe like four or five chicks like dude it's been wild well we, we hope <laughs> we hope you'll be tearing it up down in miami it's their super bowl weekend because that's gonna be an insane atmosphere for you if you go uh, we just, I know dude we want to thank you for coming on casey dale the i eat ass guy thanks so much man Hey man, I appreciate it. So thank you to Casey Dale for coming on the show. That was just interesting, and that's every aspect of that word interesting. Great guy. Comes to yeah. his situation there, and all the ass he eats, and the knuckles he chucks. 
That's all he does. Man, he tough. eats ass and throws hands. Well, he also yeah. uh, is a computer programmer, so. Yeah. yeah, but what do you put on your resume? You put in software guy or, or you know, rough and rowdy throw hands? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> depends on what job you're going for. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm him, like yeah. on my software, soft software engineer, you know, right. resume, I'm putting I eat ass and throw hands. Okay. I just, you know, I. You I kick the shit you out of people. You should have asked him if uh, I will this knock you on your ass and then eat your ass. That's what it should say on his resume. So is he writing himself? Listen, that's basically what he does. That should be the name of his uh, book when he writes it about his life. All right, yep. so John Hines fired as the head coach of the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Elaine Nazardine replacing him as the interim head coach. I don't know how to feel about that yet. Yeah. And uh, another one another one down. Yeah. Uh, he's the third one to lose his job this season. Yep. The first one to lose his job, uh, oh, that's not true. Mike Babcock lost his job because of his team's play. Yeah. Bill Peters was fired because he's a racist. Yeah. Opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. So the devil's underachieving, and now they're going to start blowing shit up because there's reports out that uh, teams are in on Taylor Hall. Ray Shiro's seriously listening to teams. Yeah. Good. And Elliot Friedman of TSN says it's or of Sportsnet basically says it's the Colorado Avalanche of the clear front runner. The New Jersey wants this deal. Colorado wants this deal because New Jersey has the ass the, the prospects to give up, and uh, you know Colorado would. Desperately love a second line winger like Taylor Hall like that. So I, I want to hear from both of you. Where do you think he's most likely going to land? Is it Colorado? I think it's Colorado. I, I, I think it's a matter of uh, when, not if. I think the the day that should really be looked at, the Devils are in Colorado next Friday. I expect it to be done by then. So this Friday's game against Chicago uh, should be the last time you see Taylor Hall at home. I was hearing that fan. he wasn't even going to make it to this Friday. It's just the ideal time, you know. They're going to be in Colorado. It's usually when those that stuff happens. But uh, I think say, he'll be dressed for Colorado. Yeah, in I that think game? the Colorado Avalanche game is either going to be his last as a New Jersey Devil or his first as a Colorado Avalanche. It's just that's the only logical way I see that. Interesting. I would yeah. have loved for him to go to like Vancouver. We could have gotten Quinn Hughes. I mean, listen, yeah. nothing's set in stone yet. Uh, the Devils are going to be getting a prospect defenseman back, whether it's Timmins or Gerard. They said the rumor is that Sackick is very, very hesitant to move their top defensive prospect, Bowen Byram. And rightfully so. He was the fourth overall pick yeah, in last nice year's draft. Yeah, it would be, but get a haul. For haul. Yeah. So by the time we do an episode next week, we should have some more clarity on where he's going to go, even though right now it's really looking like it's Colorado and then everyone else. I, Arizona's pushing hard, but it's tough to see. Unless they put Chikrin in there, it's really tough to see the package they can put together to get Hall. And there's Calgary and uh, Boston. Edmonton has kicked the tires. Uh, I like Gaudreau from Calgary, too. Would you do a one-for-one one Larson for Hall? No, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. my God. Tom, stop. <laughs> Wait, Edmonton was actually in there looking? They've kicked the tires, but a lot of their interest is low because of their salary cap situation. Well, yeah, that, and also they traded him away. But like you got to remember, the Devils can eat cap here. This is a one-year thing. Uh, the, how, how, much, how long is on the contract with New Jersey? They can eat three up to $3 million of it, which, you know, you throw a team like Boston to the mix and something like that who's pressed up against the cap, that eating that $3 million in salary can really help. Other names kicked around uh, on the New Jersey front, at least, are Wayne Simmons, uh, him being in the last year of his deal, signing a one-year deal with New Jersey in the offseason. And Miles Wood has been kicked around as a forward, too, that could pot- potentially be on the trade block. And also teams have inquired Brett. about 
Jesper Bratz, another name that's been thrown around. There's still going to be a lot of names thrown around here between now and the time he gets traded. But uh, it's a matter of if, not... It's a matter of when, not if. Uh, it, the scenario has definitely changed with New Jersey having the poor start that they've had since the beginning of the year. Uh, they're they're going to start blowing stuff up. You build around your center depth because you see it this way. You're going to trade for a very good prospect. That gives you four good players under 22 years old in Heischer, Hughes, Ty Smith, and then this prospect you're getting. You're going to have another pick in the draft this year that's probably going to be top 10, barring something miraculous. So that's another top-level prospect that's coming. And then whatever, you might get another pick in the team you trade with who could also result in another first-round pick you throw into the organization. So it, it it's just a matter of what. If the price is right, the Devils will pull the trigger trigger sooner rather than later. Now, there were some reports coming out of Philadelphia that Shane Gostisbear was on the move. There's a rumor that he has requested a trade. I cannot confirm that. But a team that was in on it was Montreal, who is in need of a player that they feel just to get him over the hump. Uh, it can be confirmed now, though, from a few sources that that is false. Montreal is not in on Shane Gostisbear. But... Uh, I heard they were in on Hall. Philadelphia is I looking to I move I heard that at one point, too. Montreal has not inquired on Taylor Hall. Really? Hmm. According to Elliot Friedman. The five teams he gave was Colorado, Arizona, St. Louis. San Jose was one no. of them, too, wasn't it? No. Oh. Calgary was one? Vancouver and Edmonton, but with low interest. No. So what if we just ship them to the Blues? Then they can have another Stanley Cup like they want. <laughs> You really think Taylor Hall would bring him another stick? Taylor Hall's the type of guy. He's a second-line forward to all these teams. He's a 70-point guy who could be a second-line forward. Yeah, that gets you over the hump and wins you a Stanley Cup. There's no two ways about it in my mind at that point. Uh, A little bit uh, NBA talk now. Ratings are down, and everybody's confused why. In my personal opinion, it's not very confusing why NBA ratings are down. The top player in the NBA is now on the West Coast. Or at least the most marketable player in the NBA is now on the West Coast. Who's staying up till 10 p.m. on the East Coast to watch a game? Exactly. <laughs> to watch LeBron and the Lakers blow out a team like the Jazz. Like Nobody's I, staying up for it. I barely stayed up to watch games, and even now, I have less interest in it. You didn't watch games when LeBron was playing at 7. I watched the Knicks game once. Oh, yeah? How that? That's why you don't watch basketball. You watch the Knicks game. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, since he left Cleveland, I mean, the viewership is down. Because nobody's staying up. They'll stay up. If, if you get a marquee match, if you get that Kawhi versus LeBron game, they'll stay up. If more Western, Con- Western Conference games were at like 8 o'clock, you'd see a spike in the ratings. But they don't really want to do a 5 o'clock tip-off on a regular basis because then your attendance goes down. So that's the issue the NBA is currently facing. I, it just can be answered some more star player in the East. Start stardom in the east because let's be honest Giannis is an amazing player potentially he's top three in the league yeah Yeah. but who's tuning in to watch Milwaukee exactly you know it's tough especially if they're just going to play a team like a New York Knicks and kill them or maybe when Kevin Durant comes back that'll help viewership but we're still a ways away from that next year and your superstars are in the west Luka Doncic is going to win the MVP this year where is he western conference James Harden, Western Conference. Russell Westbrook, Western Conference. Kawhi, LeBron, Steph when he's healthy. That's Even a- now this resurgence with Melo, all in the Western Conference. Now, do you think 
all the Warriors players being out, do you think that contributes like a factor? Like people just not tuning in. Injuries those? could do it too. I mean, the Warriors were a big chip of the ratings when they were good, uh, but that usually transfers to the next team that's good. Like I, I believe that all the uh, the viewers that would stay up to watch a game involving Steph Curry and Draymond Green are now staying up. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're not. But they would stay up now to watch Kawhi. And he's out of the East too, so that's where the ratings dip is. Let's take a look at the the interesting rumor that surfaced today out of Cleveland. There's talk. This was early in the morning. I saw this. Odell Beckham wants out of Cleveland, and the Cleveland Browns are willing to meet that demand after this season. Interesting. Very. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's got to be one suitor that really sticks out in everybody's mind. I know you know what team could would want Odell Beckham. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Like, let's say they don't win the Super Bowl this year. They have no real major contracts they'd have to pay. Like, there's not a guy you have to really worry about retaining. You can go out. You have the assets. You trade for an Odell Beckham. That makes that offense a little bit more dangerous. It makes Jimmy G a little bit better. And because right now you got to, everybody knows that the offense is the weakest part of that team, way weaker than the defense. And they still got studs on it like Kittle and exactly. Garoppolo. How are you going to cover George Kittle, possibly Emmanuel Sanders if they re-sign him? Yeah. And Odell Beckham. It's hard. Some would say close to impossible. You need a team with two solid corners. And then Debo Samuels had a good year. Uh, I can't I mean, name another. Marquise, Marquise Goodwin, Goodwin uh, Dante Pettis. Garoppolo finds everyone. He does. He really spreads the ball around. Yeah, but Odell doesn't like that. Odell no. likes to be but targeted. that that would happen less on a San Francisco 49ers team because an Emmanuel Sanders is going to require the ball, is okay with getting the ball a lot less than a Jarvis Landry is in that type of scenario. And but Odell, Odell Beckham's fantasy value goes back up yeah. as a member of the San Francisco 49ers or wherever he's really traded to because he's going to be a bona fide number one really anywhere. Unless it's like Minnesota, but they're not really looking to add another wide receiver. Or like a uh, New England could be a partner, but I don't think Cleveland yeah. will trade within the, the conference. I don't think no. New England would even work. Like again, Philly he spreads could be the ball. A, Philly could be a very good option for them. Although I'd hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, if da- if, if Dallas if Dallas doesn't resign Amari Cooper, uh, Dallas could be an option for that. Could he end up back in New York? Uh, no, I don't believe no, so. Green. Again, trading within conference, I don't think they'd do it. No? So it has to be NFC. I believe it does. Can you see Definitely like, take out all the teams in the AFC North. You might. Maybe in Oakland. Can you Maybe. See? Or they're Las Vegas next year. But AFC West teams are tough. Any AFC team is really tough because they don't want to see them. The same way the Giants want. The San Francisco 49ers might have offered the Giants more. But the Giants really did not want to trade him within the conference. Yeah. So they exiled him to Cleveland, where he's had the worst year of his career so far. He's not good even first string the there. No. What? I said good move by the Giants. I mean, I mean, does it bring into question whether or not if he was just good with the Giants uh, he's a ball scheme? Like here, the scheme was get the ball he, to Odell. That was it. He has the skill. You've seen his catches, but here it's just different. Yeah. Speaking of the Giants, the Giants will be starting Eli Manning Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Manning. Eli coming into this game with a 116-116 record. He has the 500 record on the line. A tie would be almost fitting. That would be hilarious. Yeah. But uh, 
Daniel Jones has many, a. This is the last game of the season, or there's a, no, there's, there's a couple four more. games left. Yeah, so is he going to play the rest of those games? It depends on the recovery of Daniel Jones. He has an ankle sprain, and the belief out of New York is there is no real urgency to rush Daniel Jones back. Why would you? Which I understand. You're not playing for anything at the moment. You're two and ten, but I hate to say this. What if Eli goes four and zero? And what, like another contract? He plays another year. I think I think four and zero would definitely give the you know the discussion he could play somewhere else. Me, I'm personally rooting for zero and four. Yeah, I want Chase Young. He's even, retiring a job. Even though I know Eli Manning's gonna fuck with me having Chase Young, I know it because of course he is. That's what Eli's good for. Come yeah. on, ruining my draft stock. Yeah, yeah. I want the best player in this draft. Eli does just good enough to not be in a good draft position, but just bad enough to not make the playoffs. Manning power. Yeah, yeah great. Can you see like a situation where he takes... Or he makes takes... the playoffs and goes to the Super Bowl. Pacers are up five with 13 seconds left. Fuck. <laughs> oh. What? It's the third quarter. Oh, you people are idiots! You're a piece of shit. No, Trish, go into analysis. This says third quarter. It's not the third quarter. Can't be at 105, 100, can it? You're a piece of shit. This says third quarter. I don't think it's the third quarter. Trish, who'd you bet on? I bet on the Thunder. It's the Thunder Pacers game. Google says third quarter, but that seems a little suspect to me, considering it's a there's been 205 points scored. I don't, I don't, I, it says quarter three. I know what it says, but there's no way that's right. No, okay, NBA.com says quarter four. Oh, what? No. There's 13 seconds left. You're lose. No. They're down two possessions. And Score. Trish is down again. It's fine. All right, so now we're going to move to making our picks and our analysis for week 14 of this season. Should be a good one. Uh, although the Monday night matchup's a little suspect with the Giants because they haven't won in Philly, I believe, since 2011. It hurts like every bone in my body. Eli's gonna yeah. walk in there and dick slap the Eagles. See, I really hope not, because <laughs> I really want Chase Young. I understand. Because Chase Young's a JJ Watt type player. Yeah. So wait, you're telling me you're not cheering for the Giants this week? No, man, I'm gonna root for the Giants. No, no, no. Lose, Do you be pissed? You're not gonna be pissed? No. Because I'd be pissed. Really? Why? Because yeah. Eli Manning. Is either above retain, 500 yeah. or below 500 after this Monday. All right, they're down seven now with seven seconds left. What happened here? They probably missed a shot and fouled. Now, right, so I, don't, I just don't want to hear another reason for Eli to not be in the Hall of Fame. All right, well, you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah, I know. 8:20 Fox, uh, Thursday Night Football. Dallas travels to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Both these teams played on Thursday night last week. Uh, John, Zach, and Kyle all say the Cowboys. Uh, before we, us three here, make our picks. Last week, uh, Zach won the week at ten and six. Uh, Trish went nine and seven, good enough for second place last week. I went eight and eight, good enough for third. Kyle and John went seven and nine, and Tom went six and ten, picking all the four o'clock games incorrect, which is that's interesting, Tom. It's been a bad couple weeks here. Yeah. Tom's in last place with 105 picked correctly. I'm going to pick Kyle the Kyle has 122. Right. I have 116. Zach has 114. John has 113. Trish has 109. God damn it. Yeah, it's not. And uh, the Pacers have won officially. Interesting from Google. They're going straight from the third quarter to final without even putting the fourth quarter box score in. 
What happened, Google? Uh, Google Sports is on the decline. So Cowboys, Bears, who we taking? Bears at home. No, now it just says OKC didn't score a point in the first. Cowboys are, I believe, three-point favorites in this game. So. I, Tom? I have a reason for why the Bears are going to win this okay, game. Okay, what's the reason? And it's not because I'm a Giants fan and I'm cheering against the Cowboys. Well, I am, sure but that's not the reason. Like. Ready? Yep. It's because even though the Bears are not a great offense, they have a playoff like defense and I think they can easily stop Dak Prescott and Zeke so Tom's taking the Bears Trish uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys cause the Bears are shit Tom just the offense they're horrible they're like a game out of a playoff spot the best offense is a good defense this playoffs this year are horrible no the NFC is actually really good well, it's just the NFC is East that's terrible. Well, technically we're the most competitive because we're always close. Most competitive, dude. We're only close because right now Dallas. The is Redskins aren't firmly, eliminated from the playoffs yet. Dallas is firmly in the playoffs at at five hundred. Six and six. Yeah. What's going on there? It's a bad division. It's not good. It's a really bad. But it's division. competitive. Here's what I'm looking at. Okay. Forty-one degrees. Soldier Field, Thursday night. Right. I don't like Dak Prescott out of a dome. I sure as hell don't like him in Chicago. Against that gritty Bears defense playing on grass in the cold. I'm liking the Bears at home. and going to continue their winning ways here. Yeah. Sunday games now. The uh, Carolina Panthers set to go their first game without head coach Ron Rivera, who was relieved of his duties uh, earlier in the week. They travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. That's one o'clock on Fox. Zach, John, and Kyle say uh, Zach and John say Panthers. Uh, Kyle says Falcons. I'm gonna just repeat John and say Bird Team. Well, John picked the Panthers. I know what John did. Okay. He's retarded. Bird Team. Falcons. Tom, who are you taking? Panthers. Yeah, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey too. You mean Kyle Allen? No, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey because he is that team. Next thing you know, he's going to oh, be okay. throwing fucking passes. 1 o'clock on CBS. The uh, Indianapolis Colts travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Colts are underdogs in this game, which is interesting to me because the Colts are the far and away better team. Because every time Jameis Winston throws, it looks like he's in pain. And it looks like a dead bird trying to flap its wings. The football, at least. Uh, John has the Bucks. Zach has the Colts. Kyle has the Colts. I'm taking the Colts on the road. James Winston isn't good, and uh, this will be his last four games here as an NFL starter. Trish? Yeah, give me the Colts. Tom? Give me the Colts. What's One o'clock. What's the line on that game? Three and a half uh, bucks. Really? Yeah, Colts are underdogs. I told you that last, yesterday. No, I know, I know, but like, what What are they plus? Are they plus, or are they still minus? Who? The Colts. They're plus three. No, I mean, they're odds. They're, they're plus like 120. Are the Colts still on a losing they're streak? They're underdogs. I understand they're underdogs, but I'm asking what, like how... Well, okay. they wouldn't be minus if they were underdogs. I understand. Calm down. Well, no, they still could be. Well, be okay, like yeah. Minus one thirty. Yeah, but the line would be minus one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, one o'clock on CBS. This is the Jets coming off a bad loss against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Who finally get their first win of the season? The Miami Dolphins travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. John says Jets. Zach says Dolphins. Kyle says Jets. I'm taking the Finns on the road for yeah, their fourth too. win of the fins season. Fins up. Let's go Finns. Trish and Tom like the Finns. is the, the Ryan Keeb, Fitzpatrick revenge game. Keep Tlaib era. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge season. Come on. Went out. 1 o'clock on Fox. The San Francisco 49ers travel to the Superdome in New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Niners are underdogs in this game on the road. 
That's not stopping John, Zach, and Kyle. They're all taking the 49ers on the road. Uh, I'm taking, really? I'm taking the Niners on the road, too. Wow. That defense is overpowering. Yeah, give me the Niners. Really? Taking the Saints? Yeah. Okay. Breeze ain't going to fail me. 1 o'clock on Fox. The Detroit Lions travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. This is also a weird game line-wise. The Vikings aren't nearly as favored by as much as you'd think. Six, I believe. Wow. And uh, Lions are starting who? Sloter? Kyle Sloter, I believe. Kyle Sloter, their fourth quarterback this year. Yes. They moved on from David Blau real quick, who didn't have a terrible game against Chicago. Coming off the Cardinals uh, practice squad. He got hurt. Driscoll's, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's, on IR. he's out for the season now. Oh, no. Zach, Kyle, and John say Vikings all the way at home. I'm taking the Vikings at home. Uh, Trish? Yeah, I'd like that. Tom? I'm going to take the... Uh, Lions? No, Vikings. Damn it. 1 o'clock on CBS. The Denver Broncos travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Zach, Kyle, and John all like the Texans. Drew Locke did win his first start last week, but I'm still taking the Texans at home after a good win against New England Patriots. Trish? Yeah, I... I have a hard time picking against the Texans since I shit-talked him so hard last week. Tom, <laughs> Tom, who are we taking? Texans. 1 o'clock on CBS. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Buffalo to take on a 9-3 and Bills team. Zach, Kyle, and John say Ravens. Now, this is... We saw what Lamar Jackson did against a very good San Francisco defense last week. He had, he had, he had problems. They won on a last-second field goal. Uh... And the Bills have a very good defense. Is it good enough to slow down Lamar Jackson, though? No. I mean, Lamar the, the template has been set. The San Francisco 49ers figured it out, held them to 20 points. The Bills just have to replicate it. I think the Bills have... You're taking the Bills? I think Bills? they have a top-five defense in this league. I mean, I, I know I have the Bills in this one. I wish it was a little bit colder. This game got flexed, didn't it, to Sunday night? No, it didn't. The, the, a Bills game this year did get flexed to Sunday night, though, which is wow. Yeah. Bills. Well, the Bills are good this year, man. Forty-four degrees is the kickoff temperature. As of right now, that could still drop. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to snow on Friday. There, it's supposed to rain on Monday. It's snowing tonight in Buffalo. Ah. Uh, Giants had the snow game. Damn. Against Green Bay. Yeah, I know, and that's the one team you don't want to have the snow game against. Yeah, the team that's used to the fucking snow in, like, October. <laughs> Man, I have a hard time picking against the Ravens. I really do. So I'm going to stick with Lamar Jackson here picking the Ravens. Trish? Give me the Bills. I'm feeling risky. Tom? Bills, not even close. Okay. Are the Ravens underdogs? Or is it even? No, the Ravens are favored, I believe. They're favored on the road? Yeah. Okay. 1 o'clock on CBS, the Cincinnati Bengals coming off their win against the New York Jets. Travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Zach, Kyle, and John say Browns. I say Browns as well. Baker's starting to find some kind of rhythm here. I uh, believe in the Browns. They're, they're going to beat Cincinnati. Time taking the Browns? Yep. Trish? Who are they playing? The Bengals. Yeah, the Browns. One, the last 1 o'clock game, 1 o'clock on Fox, the Washington Redskins travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. who came off a shellacking of the New York Giants last week. But the Ravens, I mean, I mean the Redskins also... One last week. So both these teams, red fucking hot. Yeah. Coming off wins. Zach, Kyle, and John say the Packers. Trish. Yeah, Packs. Cheesehead, baby. Tom? Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Packers on this one I'm as not, much as I yeah, dislike I'm not, I'm not going cheering against, for the Packers. I'm not going against any of that. Uh, there's no way in hell the Redskins win this game. Unless Aaron Rodgers dies. 
Or breaks and his even collarbone then, again. it's iffy. I have the utmost faith in Tim Boyle against Washington. 405 on on Fox. The San Diego Char- Los Angeles Chargers could travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, the starting quarterback this weekend for Jacksonville. Zach and John say Jaguars. Kyle says the Chargers. I'm taking. You want to know the line on the Timberwolves game right now? Oh my God! So Trish just texted Tony asking for the line on the Tim's game. What uh, the live line? Yeah. Oh my God! You have a problem? Who are they playing? Trish doesn't even watch basketball. Who are they playing? They're playing the Mavericks and the Mavericks. Oh, the Mavericks were just down. That's why I was asking. I think the Mavericks are going to win this game. (laughs) The Timberwolves are plus one forty-two. Currently? Yes. At a t- it's tied. It's up. tied. I know it's tied. You want they, it? No, I don't want the Timberwolves. He wants I it. I think the Mavericks are going to win the game. But Mavericks were down, so I was hoping they would be plus. Here's my faith. I'm putting 10 on the T-Wolves. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you winning? 14. Uh, it's not enough. <laughs> so, Jaguars Chargers in Jacksonville in Duval County. Uh, Kyle's taking the Chargers. Jack, uh, Zach and John taking the Jaguars. I'm taking Gardner Minshew. Taking the Jags. Yeah, give me the Jags. Same. I also do not like the Chargers at all. I think they're fucking terrible. I think Austin Eckler's good. Philip Rivers is insanely washed up. Don't you don't don't check that line. Turn that off. Why? I don't want to know until how much time's left. There's nine minutes left. Oh, it's a ton of time. In, Turn that shit in the off. fourth quarter. Turn that shit but off. I'm waiting for the Timberwolves to go down again so their odds. After change. I close out of the app. 425 on CBS. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Pittsburgh Steelers are riding Duck Hodges. They won last week against Cleveland. Uh, Zach, Kyle, and John all say Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers on the road. Trish? Yeah, give me the Steelers. Tom? Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, 425 on CBS. Red Hot Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans travel to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Oh, man, it's tough to pick against the team. Uh, It's tough to pick the team going into the black hole. Zach and John say Titans. Kyle says Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders at home. Uh, you can't win in that environment. Trish? Uh, I, you know I love the black hole, but the Titans have been on a fucking tear recently. So give me Tennessee. Tom? Yeah, as much as I'd love to pick the black hole here, I got to go with Ryan Tannehill. 425 on CBS. The Kansas City Chiefs traveled to New England to take on the Patriots. This game is in New England. New England coming off a bad loss last week against Houston. And uh, the Chiefs are underdogs in this game. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs along with John. Uh, Zach and Kyle both say Patriots. Trish, which way are you leaning on this one? Yeah, the Pats. Tom? I think the Chiefs got this one. Pick up your microphone. Don't like when you lay it down. No, no. 8.20 on NBC. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Kyle says Rams, the poor, poor thing. Kyle and John say the Seahawks. I'm taking Russell Wilson on the road. Tie. It comes down to I have more faith in, in uh, Russell Wilson than I do Jared Goff. Tie. Always. So. Tie. <laughs> tie. I wrote in tie. <laughs> Tom, give me Seattle. Oh, you don't think this game's going to go to a tie? No, because I don't think Jared Goff you can keep up. stupid bitch. 8-15 on Monday Night Football ESPN. The New York Giants traveling down to Philly to take on the Eagles. Zach says the I'm Giants. Kyle the and John say the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles at home. Trish? Uh, I say the Giants. Tom? Giants. All right. Eli so Manning's going to walk in there and dick smack. That's our week 14 yep. picks. So we're going to have just got fucking raped by the Jets, man. You really have faith in them? The Dolphins is who they lost to. Oh, that's what I meant. 
But come yeah, on. I do because I think the Giants are worse than the Dolphins. Oh. oh. Their record <laughs> says they're worse uh, than the Giants. By the way, it's 89-86. You want to guess what team? Dallas. Oh, a lot of time. There's like eight minutes left. Relax. There's nine minutes left. Ah, come on. Lock. No. I'm going to be down more this week. It's actually funny because Dallas has been trailing most of this game. So we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with some hot takes. Who has one? Who has their Eli Manning-related hot take? Who has it? It's one of you two. Yeah. Well, Eli's going to walk in there and throw for 350 yards. I believe he will touchdowns. have four touchdowns. How many yards? Six. <laughs> Six. One short of the record. Wait, he's going to have six yards? Or 600 yards. Six yards. Fuck it, I'll go with that. I'll go quarterback yards? duel on Monday Night Football. Eli Manning has four touchdowns. Too bad Carson Wentz has five and the Giants lose. <laughs> no. Oh, so it's like when Wait, Breeze so had seven and Eli had Carson six. Carson Wentz over um, the Bills, Josh Allen? Yeah. Fuck, why? Because the Giants have the worst secondary in football. No, but that's what we said about the Dolphins, and he did shit against the Dolphins, and Josh Allen's just been solid all season. Yeah. Yeah, you should start Carson Wentz against the Giants. Uh, I, I mean, the Carson, the Giants let Jameis Winston throw all over them. I know they did, but then they they also stopped. Uh, what was his name? Dak. Dak didn't get that much. Yeah, Dak's not good. Yeah, I know. Neither is Carson Wentz. He's better than Dak. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's really not. You want to know his fucking fantasy points this season? You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many rings does Dak have? It doesn't matter. How many rings? Okay, how, how many, many rings does Carson Wentz have when he was actually fucking playing? He started 14 games that year. Yeah, but he I didn't play when it mattered. I think he was like 12 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, he didn't play when it mattered. He also sucks dick this year. For all Carson I know, Wentz. Carson Wentz is the worst playoff quarterback of all time. I, will ne- I might all never right. know. Okay, so listen to us wherever, pla- wherever uh, whoa, podcasts are listened to. All platforms is where Spotcasts. we are. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, everywhere you can, everywhere you want a podcast, we are, unfortunately. Yeah. If uh, Follow us on social media. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow Casey Dale. On yeah. Instagram, Dale.Casey is his handle, tagged in our last post. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, no episode Friday with the Devils playing Chicago. And uh, I want to die. I can't wait for the Eli Manning episode next week, so we'll see you then.